Thanks for tuning in to Soul Food Sessions with Naya Podcast. Today's episode is about freedom. And to highlight Black History Month, I want to talk about freedom. Not freedom from slavery, but freedom from ourselves. Freedom from our bondage, freedom from our sin, freedom from our stress, our fear, people's expectations of us. I mean, really being true and set free. When you think about freedom, take it back to when you're like a, a seven-year-old, when you wanted to be free from being controlled by your parents, or in your, when you're about 14 and you want to be free to go to college and be live life to its fullest at 21. <laughs> and then when you're 21, you think about being free to spend mom and dad's money, free to live your life how you want to be, and then so on and so forth. What does freedom mean to you? What are some things that you feel that you need to be set free from? I know it's such a cliche when you think about freedom. It could be a very broad answer. But today I want to talk about being free from ourselves. Free from allowing ourselves to be self-afflicted by something, someone. Something that somebody said about you. Something that somebody did to you. Being truly free so that you can walk in the destiny that God has for you. Self-sabotage is one of the biggest things that come to mind when I think about being free from something, free from ourselves. Um, we put so much stress and strain on ourselves to do and be things. And with society today, social media, television, you know, it seems like pressure is really on for you to be at a certain level at a certain time frame if you compare yourself to others. But that's also a form of self-sabotage to me. That's like a form of affliction. That's like a form of bondage to me because you're trying to compete or do something at the same pace or the capacity of somebody else. That's to me bondage. That's not really being truly free. And it can happen like on a personal level, you know, when you're jeopardizing your relationship, your careers, ruining your finances, you're ignoring your health. You're failing your, your behavioral and emotion issues and so on and so forth. And it can, we can, de- we can deep, uh, dive deep into this thing if you really kind of sort of dissect what does freedom mean and what does self-affliction mean and what does self-bondage means to you. So as you're listening to this podcast today, I just want you to kind of just think about some things within yourself that you need to be set free from breaking free of the negative thought or the word or action that's directed at you and take a, and take a, like a self analysis after this podcast and think about some things or ways that you can improve in that. Cause I really want to get to the root of this self sabotage so that you could be truly set free. I want to really examine the problem and why do we do that? Why do we feel like, you know, we have to either feel half or feel like we got to act like a victim or, hesitate to make life easier for others or reactively out of proportion to really thrive how you're meant to be? Why do we have to self-sabotage? I know sometimes it's easier said than done on ways to fix that thing, but I also believe in getting to the root of it because it can happen on, you know, something that has happened in your past. It could be something that could have triggered it and you not realizing because you didn't get to the core root of that thing. Um, Cause even the smartest people we, we fought, we, we, and I'm calling myself smart, but some of the smartest people fall prey to self-sabotage. A person could be smart about many things by being quite dumb about the inner dynamics that are targeting them. Therefore self-defeat comes in. 
But being smart doesn't help if you're unconscious <laughs> about what's really the big issue here. And when I think about self-sabotage, it kind of restricts, and that's a form or a tactic of the enemy, I believe, to keep us bound because it's affecting our mind. And you already know that our mind is one of the greatest weapons to people, to the enemy. And I think that that's a way that the enemy comes and seeps in is through our minds and convince us otherwise that we aren't great, convince us that we are a victim, convince us that we're not worthy, convince us that, you know, you can't have and be, you know, despite your circumstances. It's a form of bondage to me. It's a form of slavery, slavery to our minds, slavery to the enemy. And today I want to be set free from that. I want to set you free from that. So if you just take the time to just jam in on this session today, I'd really appreciate it because I'm just giving my thoughts on what freedom means. And it's ironic that it's Black History Month and we're talking about freedom and what so many civil rights leaders did for us to help us be, you know, be set free from the stigma of, of KKK and the government and all these issues. But I'm talking about true freedom within ourselves and self-sabotage that goes hand in hand for me when I think about it. Um, we, we could self-sabotage ourselves from addiction or compulsion or obsession or too many of anything is not good for you is what they say. And that where it, it plays a part when you become addicted to something, right? Whether it be, you know, perfectionism or, you know, alcoholism or sex or something. Too much of anything is not good for you. And then it holds you bound because then you're addicted to it. You got to have it. So we have to, you know, be very, very cognizant of if we do have those traits of being compulsive, if we do have those ad addiction traits to, to break that off, to cut that off, you know, off its by the head, you know, getting to the root of it though, so that we can therefore know how to pray against it. We can know how to denounce it so that we can be set free. Um, a lot of times, sometimes people use that self-sabotage in the form of addiction to put them in a state of depression and low self-esteem and lack of purpose and failure and loss of spiritual being and it, the, the ability to love or the ability to allow love to let to come in. All of that is a form of bondage to me. And when we allow that thing to take root, it causes all kinds of emotions from negative thoughts that you tell yourself to angry, to being greedy, to being jealous, loneliness, all kinds of things. And those are the matters of the heart, right? So if you harbor those things in your heart, what happens? It becomes attacked, like a heart attack in real life because we have not been able to dissect those very things and, and be broke free truly from that. And I also know that having anxiety, which is at an all-time high, you know, and what are we anxious for? You know, what is it that we cannot let go of? What is it that we, we, we restless at night about? We can't sleep. And I know people always say, oh, I'm a creative thinker. I'm a visionary. And I can't sleep at night. But that's really not healthy. That's really not healthy. We have to find a balance so that we can walk and talk and live and thrive how we're supposed or destined to be. The thing about it is, have you recognized what you need to be set free from? And when you once, and once you realize that thing, how can you take the necessary steps to be and to be and think and live greater and be greater? 
Um, I, I always come across many people of all walks of life, you know, talking to me about how they try to find the balance and how they not try to beat themselves up by not being at that level where they need to be. Now, on paper, everything looks amazing, but you'd be amazed at how these people who are well-polished and have these amazing careers and resumes are suffering from the inside because they are still not yet pleased. And you ask yourself, wow, you got the life, you got the car, you got the house, you got the money. And why are people still committing suicide? That mental health thing stays, you know, sticks out. Because mental awareness is like it's at an all-time high. Why? Because the enemy wants to attack our mind, our mental. Because, again, that's a very dangerous weapon. Can you imagine that? You not allowing the enemy to come in your head and play these tactics and games, you would be unstoppable. And that's why I believe the enemy is shaking in the boots when you become and you see that thing for what it is and you attack it. And you strive and you thrive and you command your day to be greater. And now allowing him, the enemy, to get in your head. Not allowing you to self-destruct. And using that behavior from things from your childhood or social injustices and things on that level. The first thing that we could do to overcome self-sabotage and to be truly free is to take responsibility. To take responsibility for our own actions, our own thoughts, right? To go on a deeper level. And you can't face what you're not willing to confront. You have to look at it for what it is. Look at what you what role you play in it, in the self-sabotage, our behaviors, the way we think, the way we move, the way we act. And when you start getting and dissecting that thing, why are we like how we are? Why do we think how we think? We begin to see our own participation in this self-sabotage that produces the anger, the greed, the fear, the paranoia, the hatred the revenge, the weaknesses. But blaming is no longer acceptable. We are not becoming, you know, the blaming. This is not the blaming game. We're not going to, you know, blame others for our actions. It's time for us to put on our big girl draws and put on our big guy draws and handle it as such. Take responsibility for our own actions. Highlight those areas and work daily to fix it. Because blaming is no longer acceptable. And once we've kind of sort of got past that, right? Once we've identified what it is, that very thing. Why am I envious of others? Do I feel like I'm not worthy? Do I feel like I didn't do the work? Do I feel like I, you know, that I'm in competition with others? Why am I jealous? Why don't I feel like I can have this too? Why am I not worthy of success? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Again, these are all matters of the mind. You don't have to react negatively or in a self-defeating manner on, on the challenges that you're faced with. But we need to be able to kind of negate or see things or streamline it to get a clearer role on how to alleviate the negative outcomes and the self-sabotage. Sometimes I find myself going back to my childhood, going back to where I used to live, which is a very small town. And I know that when I lived in that town, I knew that I strived 
to want to do and be more. And it was okay for some to want to live in that place and retire there. But I just always had this little star in my eye to want to do and be great. So I wanted to become or to move to a place where I can become what it is that God called me to be. Now, some people laughed at me. Some people looked down on me. Who does she think she is? You know, she's just like us all. We all went to the same high school. We all to the same college. We all did this. We all did that. But I was always different in my mind. I was always different in my heart. And I didn't allow those voices. I didn't allow those circumstances. I didn't allow those people to stop the voice that was inside of me. I didn't allow what others thought or said put me in a place where I didn't want to, you know, do justice for what it is I wanted to do in the world, meaning I wanted to do and change the world some way, somehow. But I know in order to do that, I had to separate myself. I had to develop that tunnel vision. I had to stop listening to other people. I had to, you know, even take a minute off social media so that I can develop the tunnel vision so God could download my next steps. And sometimes, and I'm telling those who are listening to this podcast, when you find yourself in a place where those those voices get very loud, shut it off. Put your phone on D&D. Be very cognizant of what goes in your ears. Be very cognizant about what goes in your eyes. Don't go to those places. Don't talk to those people. If that's going to help you, stay on track. That's one of the examples that I think about all the time. The second example is once I've made it, right? Once I was able to look at my resume and saw the, the platforms that I was on, the success that came with, with what it is that God called me to be. I was afraid of the success then. And here comes the self-sabotage. Uh, you don't have all those credentials behind your name. Uh, you you know don't have all the money that they have to do and live this kind of life. I had allowed that to seep in just for a second to think that I wasn't worthy, knowing that my father is a king, right? I'm a king's kid. I can do anything and all things through Christ that strengthens me. So how dare you, Satan, try to get in my head and tell me any other, any other, any other way? And how dare I allow other people to say the same thing? I had to cut it off. So I had to, that was my way of, of, of trying to come in there and, and overcome and develop the freedom, the freedom to drown out the noise. And it felt liberating. Liberation from self-sabotage requires an understanding on how we co-create the life we experience. We are not innocent victims, let's be clear. Rather, we participate in the circumstances of our lives by giving consent, consciously and unconsciously, to the pleasure of the pain that we experience. Think about that for a minute. We participate in the circumstances of our lives by giving consent to the enemy, giving consent to people, giving consent to our past, giving consent to our situation, giving consent to our circumstances, subconsciously and, and, and unconsciously. We do that. But now, to know better is to do better. So we have to take what? Self-responsibility. We can allow people to come in and manipulate and control the way we think. 
If God puts something on your heart to do and you know it's from your father, you do it. Because what happens is if you hold on to that thing, you may very well miss that moment. Because somebody or something in this world needed that word. Somebody or something in this world needed that gift. Something or somebody in this world needed that idea. Somebody or something in this world needed that affirmation. Somebody or something in this world needed that book. Something or somebody in this world needs your gift. But in order to really give it to them, you have to be free. I hope that this is making sense to some people that's listening to it. We just want to be and, you know, and live great and thrive to the capacity that God allows us. But I get it. We allow the emotional hurts of and memories from like our childhood or ourselves or we don't we're not confident enough we don't educated enough we don't have enough money and to me that's all form of bondage and all types of excuses god uses everybody and anybody of all walks of life and that's how i look at it that's my take into that i'm no longer going to be a victim as you listen to this podcast say that with me i'm no longer going to be a victim to my past to my circumstances I'm not, you know, who I used to be. I'm not going to allow my environment to stop me. And I get it, it's hard. But if you believe in it with the core of your being, if you press and you pray and you meditate and you command it and you renounce it, I promise you, it is so liberating to be free. And when you take the self-responsibility, you learn to face your fears and discover the truth of our pain and our emotions and our failures. For instance, if you're feeling shame after having told somebody off and tormented yourself about it for hours and you're lightly dredging, you know, these feelings and it, it takes, it, you can't sleep at night, go back and apologize. Be set free from it. Or you fuss somebody out or you were in your emotions about something, go apologize. Be set free from it because all it does is it sits there and it grows. You got some resentment from some things, be set free from it. And I get it. I'm not there yet. Okay. Well, how'd that work out for you? Because you're going to sit here and you're going to live in bondage because you're going to be thinking about it. And they're over there living their life. They're living their best life. And we over here with this, you know, all this ugliness growing inside of us or hardening our hearts. Remember, I talked about the matters of the heart. And every time you allow something to grow or fester inside, it just sits there and it, it clogs an artery. You know, I'm a visual. So and I talk about I think about a heart, a natural, a real heart. And I think about all the ventricles that surround. It. I don't know how many there. I don't know if it's two or three or how many ventricles that's connected to the heart. And those arteries could be clogged with resentment and fear, rejection and all those things. And it just can get ugly. And then you can suffer a coronary heart, you know, attack, heart, heart attack. I think once we're able to make, you know, to identify what those things are, 
then every day you should strive to want to fix it, right? So let's make a list. Make a realistic list on some things you would like to accomplish. Example, like uh, lose weight, exercise more, clean out the garage. I should be more intimate with my spouse. I want to do something different with my career. I should be sensitive how uh, to others, all those things. Think about something that you, you know, you need to release, right? Some exercises that you could, you know, identify rather some things that you want to be set free from or you want to overcome. We talk about it all the time. I know weight has always been a thing for me, but it's one thing that I could talk about it, but it's another thing to act on it, right? I could sit here and eat hardly anything, lettuce, but knowing that my metabolism has slowed down, the wisdom in me knows that I got to exercise too. If not, it's just going to stay slow and it's just going to be defeating the purpose, right? So because I know it, because I've done my research, now it's time to act on it, right? So I can't blame anybody for what goes in my mouth, but me. That's nobody's fault. It's my own. Just like if you know time and time again, you know, to clean that garage out. You can't even park your car in your garage because you got junk in it. Junk from 1922 still in your garage, right? And you know you need to get in there. But here you are still putting boxes in there. Here you are still putting bags in there. And it just gets bad worse. Clutter, cluttered mind, cluttered life. That's how I look at it thing, right? So pretend that that garage is your mind. What are some things in your garage that needs to be cleaned out? Take a moment. Think about it. Pretend your garage is your mind. What are some things that you need to clean out to be set free? We have to take self-responsibility for some of the stuff that's happening to us. We can't always blame the enemy because it's not always the enemy. It's us. It is us. It's easier to blame. But we have to take self-responsibility for our actions. It comes to a point in time where we have to stop the, the blame game, right? And one thing about it is also once you take responsibility and you start to work on it and you start to see results, you'll feel better. And then you take the credit for that. You can't give that, oh, this therapist helped me. Oh, this life coach helped me. No, I did that myself through God's grace. I told him what I needed help on and I prayed and I pressed and I also did the work. Remember, faith without works is dead. Don't ask God for it if you're not willing to move your feet too. It works hand in hand. And once you do it, you see the victory behind that thing. You were able to overcome it. You start to feel good. You start to feel confident. You start to share your story, your testimony with others. And then through that testimony, it helps somebody else. It didn't help somebody else. It didn't help somebody else. Now it's like the, the gift that keeps paying it forward. Being truly free. Free from grief. Free from sin. Free, free from self-sabotage. It's an amazing feeling. Now in conclusion to this podcast... After you've written those items down and be realistic about it and don't beat yourself up about it, but then you work the list. Give yourself a real deadline and be realistic. Again, this is truly just an exercise in order for you to be set free from something.
And in conclusion, after you've accepted responsibility, I want you to not go back to that place. Don't revert back. There is nothing in that rearview mirror. There's nothing that needs to go back to. Nothing but pain. Nothing but bondage. Nothing but hurt. Nothing but resentment. Nothing but the past. And there's nothing left in the past but the past, but a memory. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And I thank you for so much for tuning in to this message on freedom, being set free, mind, body, and spirit. Um, I really would like for you to share this podcast. Subscribe. Tell somebody to tell somebody about Soul Food Sessions with Naya. Join our movement at soulfoodsessionswithnaya.com. I pray this podcast was a blessing to somebody. I pray that it ignited something inside of you. I do not want you to be the victim. I want you to be set free. Thanks again for tuning in.